You're listening to Every Man's Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm co-host Kyle Elliott, my other co-host. Connor Allray. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. And welcome to another episode of Every Man's Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, once again, always sitting next to me and a little too close this week is this my co-host. Connor Allray. And I'm here as you? well. What's your name? You should know me by now. It's Kyle. Here we are in week 12 of the NFL, um, where some pretty historic things have happened, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't say historic, Kyle. I, I would. Carolina. I'd say record-busting. Carolina is the um, longest undefeated team in the NA, uh, NFL. <laughs> not NHL, wrong sport. In um, the NFC Conference. <clears throat> that's their. That's uh, a franchise record for them. That's it their is. first eleven and zero start. I'm pretty proud of them, but at the moment, I'm hating Cam Newton for his super ego. <clears throat> Cam Newton is a G. Let's go ahead and jump into fantasy things here. So we're coming up on some of the last weeks for fantasy players, since uh, a normal fantasy league only goes to the end of regulation. Um, regulation. The regular season. That's what I meant. Get off my back. Actually, how it works is the usually the fantasy season does run until the end, um, but at the end of the regular season in fantasy is week 13 and 14, and then weeks 15 and 16 are the playoffs. Correct. Yes, but I'm saying that you only you don't get to play. You fantasy. don't mess with the playoffs. Right. You can do excess things on Fox or whatever. Right. But those aren't us. Yes. So um, right now, if you've got if you've got Cam Newton as your quarterback, you're doing great. You're probably you know making plenty of points throughout the weeks, but you've got. But, what? Go ahead. I was just gonna say something. <laughs> you got to focus on the running backs here. Uh, we got a lot of rookies coming in, and that's where the game changers are. They're gonna be uh, most of them are probably actually gonna be on the free agent list because backups come in um, when people get hurt, and not many people have them. So, uh, what, did you have something to add? I was gonna say if you're gonna look for another quarterback, if your quarterbacks are just failing, one quarterback who found his stride again this weekend was Russell Wilson. 346 yards, five touchdowns against the Steelers. Seems to be finally getting that team back on track. Um, that's a big win for them, and I think he's a good pickup at near the end of the season. That was a that was a pretty um, pretty incredible game. I've never really between. I don't think those teams have played, and nobody on those teams has played against each other in the Seattle Stadium. CenturyLink Field. Yes. So it's been a long time since Pittsburgh has played. Um, uh, the Seahawks, but it was a great game, thirty to thirty-nine. If you had any either team, uh, you had players on either team, you did pretty well in that game. Um, uh, but obviously, the big upset of the week comes from the Bears beating the Packers I, on Thanksgiving night. You're right. Um, you know, and I, it was funny. I went home for the break, and my dad was doing his picks, and you know, I said, "Yeah, go with Detroit over Philly." That was a big win for, that was for Detroit. A big win. Uh, Matt, you, Matt Stafford if, looks fantastic. If you had Stafford or Johnson, dropping dimes, three touchdowns for Calvin Johnson, um, and then I said, "Definitely go with Cam Newton over the Cowboys." Romo out for the season again. He Again, came back I, I, he just didn't need to come back. I'm sorry, that team was not going to make the playoffs. Um, and then you know, a pick. I I'm sorry. I, even <clears> as a, a Bears fan, I I didn't think we'd win at Lambeau. Jay Culler 0-4 at Lambeau going into Thursday with 13 interceptions. Um, Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, his last four starts, had 12 touchdowns, a 60% completion percentage, no interceptions. And the Bears just outplayed him. I mean, it was incredible to watch. It, it, it wasn't like Aaron Rodgers had the best game of his life or the worst game of his life. I mean, he threw for over 200 yards, had a touchdown. Right. So, And Eddie Lacy ran <laughs> for over 100 yards. He hadn't done that in forever. 
I mean, it was just closing out the game. Jay Cutler was really good. Yeah. He was really solid. It was. And so was um so was former Indiana Hoosier Tracy Porter, who we're about to talk about your Broncos. He picked off Peyton Manning in the 09 Super Bowl, took it to the house. Who dat nation, he won them the Super Bowl. Speaking of the Broncos, they had the incredible um streak breaking game against the Patriots. I love CJ Anderson. And I love seeing the Patriots lose, which it makes me happy to see a loss in their um column because Anybody who's a Patriots fan clearly was, I don't know, they're a bandwagon fan. I'm just kidding. I have some strong strong disbeliefs against Tom Brady. But he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he deserves all the, all the greatness that he receives because clearly without any receivers, he can't do anything. So any thoughts on that, Connor? Um, the Patriots, you know, it seems like, I don't know how Tom Brady does it, but he seems to still get wins even when his teams are falling apart. That team has been riddled with injuries this year, um, losing running back after running back, You know, losing Amendola. The big loss, of course. Losing Edelman, losing Gronkowski last night. Ugh. It just seems like it's starting to catch up to him, and that's going to start hurting him. The, no, no credit taken away from the Broncos. Um, what a fantastic win. And I don't know how the Patriots didn't see that coming. That C.J. Anderson play, they ran earlier. They did. They played. It, they ran it twice. Throughout the, it probably more times than twice. So. And if you have Gronkowski on your team, I mean, that's just devastating to a fantasy team because clearly he's been putting up more points than anybody in the tight end column for – he, he's not even touchable. Sunday was for, a bad bad day bad day for tight ends going down. You lost Jimmy Graham to a patella injury, um, Gronkowski. It just seems like tight ends are really fragile this year, and there haven't been many that have just stood out. So, you know, it's it's been it's been an interesting week for injuries um and well actually the whole the whole season this year has just been crazy for injuries. And if you've got a solid team still, that's amazing because most leagues have been torn apart by injuries. Um whether you had Le'Veon Bell a couple weeks ago, um if you had Romo, um even if you had Manning. I mean, it's just been one thing after another, player after player. And luckily, you know, for those there are a lot of the guys who have stepped up to do well have been free agents. Speaking of Manning, did you see the hilarious caption fail about Eli Manning? I don't. I didn't hear it. No. Okay. Well, you know how they have the closed <clears throat> caption on TVs and how they're usually awful. Well, this one took it to a new level. It said it was a horrible throw by Eli Man Penguin Boy. Penguin Boy. It actually <laughs> said the words Eli Man Penguin Boy. So now I will never call him Eli Manning again. It's Eli Man Penguin Boy. All right. So I, I just want to shout out to the people who I know you're <clears throat> typing those words. How do you what? Eli Man Penguin Boy. So Peyton Man Penguin Boy, he's still out. And Brock Osweiler seems to be the future of that team. Are you excited to see how he's going to progress moving forward? I mean, he is his numbers f- weren't completely solid, but he was dropping dimes late in Sunday's game. He was. He was coming in clutch. Um, he is definitely the future of the franchise. And part of that comes from Peyton and vice president of the team, um, John Elway. I mean, you've got two of the best quarterbacks of all time sitting behind you, get coaching you, giving you all of their insight. How are you not going to have some success? I mean, yeah, you're right. His numbers weren't that great, but when he needed to pull through, he pulled through. That's 200 and, or 270 yards and one touchdown. I mean, he got the, he got the job done. He did, and if you had if you had Emmanuel Sanders, he had over a hundred yards um, through the air, um, and of course C.J. Anderson with the killer two touchdowns, uh, 113 yards on the ground. If you've got if you've got some running backs, you know I know they kind of split it up between um, C.J. Anderson and uh, Ronnie Hillman, but I mean you, can, you really can't go wrong. They've done well over the past weeks. They've had some ups and downs, but 
overall, I think it's it's a good choice. I'm gonna say this is out there, but my my I, I, you will never guess who my favorite my my top player has been in the NFL this season. I wouldn't. Who? Luke Keekley, linebacker for the Panthers. Absolutely solid every game he plays. Two interceptions, including one return for a touchdown. For my people that are listening to this, that. Play in leagues that have defensive players. If you don't have Luke Keekley, what are you doing with your life? The man is a beast. And if you don't, if you have the uh, Par- Carolina, Carolina, Carolina Panthers the, the defense, Paracana. the Paracana Panthers, <laughs> they have been outscoring every defense. We, I mean, not only have they keep been keeping points off the board, but they've been scoring on defense. And we talked about it week <clears> one. <throat> I, that Charles Tillman addition was perfect for them. His veteran leadership that he brought from the Bears has really helped those young guys learn how to play the ball. You don't see many penalties coming out of that secondary, do you? No, you don't. And, I, and you know, watching, you know, being here in Tennessee, watching the Titans games, penalties have honestly been huge this year. And not just for the Titans, but across the whole – I mean, look there at are the, young secondaries across the league, and they're inexperienced, and they make bonehead decisions everywhere. And it it's it shows because teams like the Panthers have guys like Tillman, who's in his late thirties, who knows what he's doing. Yeah, and I even saw three uh, unnecessary roughness calls where guys were jumping on piles this past week. What, what the, what's the point in that? You know, you give away fifteen yards, which obviously is more nine times out of ten is going to be a first down, or a per- personal. F- personal foul is a automatic first down so there's just no point and which the, the call that makes the least amount of sense to me is the late hits out of bounds like i know you're saying you're going full steam you're a hard-working player you can get out of the way you have the time like you've got that little shift of a second <clears throat> to roll out of the way it's not that hard okay so the most frustrating thing that i have noticed in the past couple of weeks is the fact that matt hasselbeck actually does something four and oh he should have season. retired years ago he is 40 and somehow yeah he's the oldest quarterback in the nfl probably closer pretty close to the record for the oldest player in the nfl but he went 315 yards two touchdowns to beat the favored actually tampa bay buccaneers um 25 to 12 this week and i mean I had Moncrief. I didn't play him because he hasn't done well, but he had 114 yards, um, no touchdowns. But, but T.Y. Hilton really seemed to break out with him. T.Y. Hilton has only caught a touchdown pass from Andrew Luck, but he caught two Sunday <clears throat> from Matt Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck, 40 years old, 4-0 and as a starter. That team's 6-5. and So Andrew Luck is 2-5 and as a starter this season. At what point do you go, maybe we should bench him? Yeah. Maybe we should. Matt Hasselbeck, 26-42, like you said, 315 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions, 100.8 quarterback rating. I don't know how that's even possible. When he was with the Titans, he was just god-awful. <laughs> well, maybe it's the players around him. And it's nothing it against the be. Titans, but it seems like they haven't had a solid, cohesive unit since 2009. Well, that that goes back to the offensive line. We won't, we won't get into well, that. Well, it's like you think about it. You have to have those players that bring those defenses and those offense to, offenses together. You've got to have those big guys in big roles at safety, at cornerback like Charles Tillman, at the <clears throat> offensive line. Michael Orr has been fantastic in Carolina, but how did he do in Nashville? He was awful. He was awful. So he, he needed to be in a certain situation, and not every player fits everywhere. Matt Hasselbeck, for some reason, fits with Indianapolis. Maybe it's because he hates the Titans so much he wants to, to win the AFC South just to spite him. I feel like Indianapolis takes all of our seconds, and they end up doing they better. They end up doing better with him, don't they? <laughs> but they, he did go off against James, Jameis Winston this week, which was favored to do incredibly well. And, I mean, if you picked him up, you probably didn't get too much from him. He had one touchdown, one interception, 245 yards, uh, five sacks. I, know, I mean, that's really a team point, but... 
you have something to say. I'm going to go off topic, um, and this is not fantasy football Shocker. related, but it's it's really Shocker. it's really important, and it involves Jameis Winston. Um, if you didn't see this past weekend, CNN released the movie uh, The Hunting Ground, um, de- uh, dealing with sexual assault, um, and there's a segment in there about the whole Jameis Winston sexual assault. Um, case that was going down on at Florida State. Um, if you weren't around and don't understand it, um, the man basically got away with it, and it doesn't make any sense. If you get a chance, go watch that. Um, very, very sad to see her talk about what happened and how everybody just ignored it because he was in the middle of a championship run at Florida State. Um, just a disgusting situation and just a disgusting human being. I don't care what he's doing this year. He shouldn't be on the football field. Um, so if you get a chance, just Google Hunting Ground Jameis Winston. He's threatening to sue CNN over the film, um, saying that they're slandering his name. But when it's true, you can't really slander your name. So just if you get a chance, watch that. I just had to, had Bringing to mention that. Bringing some, out some touchy stuff here. I, I had to mention that. I, I like the differences in the show. I do. I like I, it. I, it's just important. Like I remember back in my first iterations of my radio show, I talked about the uh, Floyd Mayweather domestic abuse things and how he shouldn't ever be back in the ring and he shouldn't and so i i thought this was a perfect time to mention it with i what did you watch that last weekend i didn't i didn't i will send you the link um to hear her talk about what happened and how she was drugged and everything and That's, and how they just ignored it because of who he was and how the program was it it it's, well, it's, it's been appalling. a huge it's been a huge topic everywhere i mean you look at adrian peterson um you look at what rice and that whole deal so I I'll mean, send you the link to it. It's uh, just something to check there's out. There's a lot. It's uh, it's crazy. Paul right, Kaharski. Let's uh, let's jump into our um, our next topic here. Um, fantasy points have a lot to do with what happens on the field, obviously. But ov- but it, on top of that, you have to look at what the refs call and how that affects the points as well. I mean, they've made some pretty poor calls this season, and you've got to you've got to ask the question: Is it the refs or is it the rule book? At some points, yes, it's the referees, but at some points, it's also the rule book. And the play you're talking about um, during, you know, the Raiders beat the Titans on Sunday. A beautiful, beautiful throw by Derek Carr as he's getting hit in the chest. I mean, in talk the last about, minute of um, the game. In the last minute of the game. Um, and now, this this article written by Paul Kaharski, um, one of my mentors, actually, who's been helping me throughout my career, talks about Mike Malarkey saying it's poor officiating. I don't think it's on the officials there. I think it's... The, the rule book, I don't think that's a bad call. Um, I think Jeff Triplett's one of the best at what he does, and I think you made the right decision there. But but you're right. At, at what point do we talk about the rule book and how are we are we restricting the play too much and making it too much that the offense gets the benefit of the doubt in these situations? I think so, um, especially for this. Uh, they they've shown some some footage where the players actually didn't even touch, um, especially in a holding manner. Um, and but but I'm not I'm not just talking about this. I'm talking about the whole batted ball out of bounds out of the back of the end zone um, with Seattle um, a couple weeks ago, and you know there's been some questionable catching calls, and the rulebook is just so it's so deep. I mean, can anybody explain what a full like completed catch is? It's difficult to do. I mean, you've got to keep both feet in bounds. You got to have complete control of the ball. If you lose control of the ball before your feet come, you know, it's 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 too much and I think that it's honestly getting in the way. Plus, I mean, the rules are there to keep people from getting hurt and we've seen more injuries um, this season. So, maybe they need to do some evaluating, but for fantasy purposes, it's definitely made a difference um, between some wins and some and some losses. Um, if you you know, if you had Derek Carr, 
and you were a couple points away from winning, that that could have put you over the top right there, you know? And then the other person could have gotten cheated out of a game. So I think that there's some iffy things that they need to look at because a lot of fantasy players could get screwed out of a win or even money if you're playing on uh, DraftKings or FanDuel. So DFS! Um, do you have anything else, Connor? Not really. Uh, it's been an exciting week for football. Um, next week promises to be just as good. Uh, we hope everybody had a really happy and safe Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Absolutely. And uh, Cyber Monday. Um, if you I like to just stay in your bed and <laughs> shop without getting out like <laughs> those crazy people. That's the safest way to go shopping physically. You probably will lose some money by and you can be information naked. stolen. But and you could be naked. It's been it's been fun so far. Uh, we're going to keep going. Um, we've got episode three coming up next week, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening to Every Man's Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, sitting way too close to me is my co-host, Connor Ulry, and myself. I'll let you say my name since I said yours. Kyle Elliott. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business.